Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Welcome to episode 15 of the podcast. This one is coming out between Christmas and New Year 2021, and it's very timely because it's all about quick ways you can refresh your website. Websites, just like all of us, need some care and attention. I know I certainly do at this time of the year. And the new year is a great time to have a little refresh. Self-improvement is often top of the agenda at this time of year. Why should your website be left out? The benefits can be huge. Going into the new year is a time of new beginnings. 2022 is going to be your best year in business yet. It is, I promise. (laughs) Listen to last week's episode, episode 14, if you haven't already, to plan out exactly how you're going to make it that way. And if you're listening to this later in the year, then don't worry. You can refresh your website at any time of the year. We're all busy and a new website is a big undertaking. But a refresh, that's different. That doesn't need to take long. Set aside a few hours on your website can be fresh and sparkly in no time at all. Just like those dishes in one of those fairy liquid ads in the 1990s. You know the ones I'm talking about. They wouldn't get away with those kind of ads these days, would they? Seriously, though, a website refresh is great for visitors to your website. There's nothing worse than finding a website seeing that it clearly hasn't been touched for years. Blog post dated 2016, anyone? You know the kind I mean? You wonder if they're still in business. And if they are, you wonder if they give their clients the same love and attention they give their website. It just doesn't look good, does it? A website refresh is also good for your search engine rankings. Google likes fresh content. It really does. It ranks pages with fresh content more highly than pages with old content. Everything else being equal, of course. Because it knows that more up-to-date information is more useful to visitors than old information. It's obvious, really. When you're busy, which I know you are, we all are, what should you do to give your website a refresh? What can you do that's not going to take hours and end up only half done? Because you don't have time to finish it. Well, don't worry. I've got eight ideas for you. You don't need to do them all. And you certainly don't need to do them all at once. Unless you want to, of course. I mean, it might just be the excuse you need to get away from everyone and have some peace and quiet over the holidays. Just saying. So the first one is updating and or rearranging images on your website. Updating images is one of the quickest and easiest things you can do to update the look and feel of your website. Images convey emotions far better than words. A picture paints a thousand words, as they say. Does the image at the top of your homepage give your visitors the right impression of your business? Or is there another image that can do it better? I've mentioned this on other podcast episodes before, like on the very first one, all about what you should have on your homepage. And that is because it's so important. When I'm building client websites, I really focus on that first image at the top of the homepage. 
and often try several images to make sure that the one we end up going for really is the best one to use at that time. If your business is seasonal, then changing the images to reflect the time of year is even more important. But even if it isn't, a summary pick might not be the right one to use for the best impression in the depths of winter. It's not just the image at the top of the homepage, but go through the most visitors' pages. Use Google Analytics to tell you what they are, and go through and update the images. If you have new images you can use, great. But if not, change around the ones you have. It's a bit like rearranging the furniture in your lounge. <laughs> it can make a big difference to the look and feel, and the storytelling throughout your site. If you use stock images, then definitely have a look for some new ones. Because stock images tend to date more quickly than branding images, taken especially if you do. And if you've noticed the images that you use coming up on other websites or social media, then they definitely need changing. And it's not hard to do. All the websites offering stock images update them regularly, so there really is no excuse. And it doesn't need to cost much either. It's definitely worth it. Updating images doesn't need to take long. And remember, it's only worth doing on the pages which are regularly visited. You don't have to go through your whole site. Number two is to add new testimonials or reviews. Testimonials, reviews, they're the same thing. If you haven't listened to it yet, listen to episode two of the podcast, Testimonials That Are Worth the Effort. It's all about the kind of testimonials that you should use for the most impact. And as our business changes, the kind of clients we want to attract and the kind of work we want to do and be known for changes, the testimonials we use should change too. Because they need to reflect the kind of clients we want to work with and the kind of client the work we want to do. That's what it's saying great things about us, of course. It's also worth thinking about reasons people have chosen not to work with you recently. And whether you have any testimonials which can counter those kind of objections. I know people who come to us for website building have concerns about whether we will understand or get their vision before they start work with us. So I use testimonials which talk about how clients were worried about exactly that, but we nailed it. I know, I'm sneaky. Well, <laughs> not really. It's something that's important to people, so I want them to know they don't need to worry. And that's what you should do too. Add testimonials that show you have dealt with common concerns about working with you. Needless to say, testimonials should be relatively up to date. You can get away with a few that are two to three years old, provided others are more up to date. And I always recommend that at least a few are from the last six months. What if you don't have up to date testimonials? Then use this time to ask them. Seriously, if clients have been pleased with the job you've done for them, they're usually very happy to provide a testimonial. If you ask nicely, of course. I know I always ask, and almost all of my clients are only too happy to help, because I explain that it helps my business. And if they've enjoyed working with me, they want to see my business succeed. You can always help them by suggesting the kind of review you would love, or giving them examples. While you're at it, Ask them if they'll publish the review or post the review on Google My Business, LinkedIn or another platform too. They really do help your business. 
Okay, moving on to number three. Number three is removing plugins or features if you've got a Wix or Squarespace website. Images, pages, etc. that aren't being used on your website. Because they slow down your website with absolutely no benefit to you whatsoever. So delete them. If you've got a WordPress or Shopify website, unused plugins can also cause code conflicts, making your website a bit more glitchy. So I suggest starting with plugins or features. Start by going through and deleting the ones that you know are not being used. You should, I hasten to add, back up your website before you do this, of course. Do the same with pages. Do you have any drafts that are no longer relevant? Or sales pages that you know you're never going to use again? Delete them. We're Marie Condoing here. <laughs> Ideally, if you're deleting a live page or a page which has been live, you should add a redirect. So if anyone types that page into their browser, or if anyone has linked to it, then they'll be redirected to a relevant page rather than getting a page not found notice. And then look at images. Which ones are clogging up your media library and not being used, or unlikely ever to be used? Delete them. I have about 500 images on my website. Now, I do have a lot of blog posts using images, of course, but that's one job I'm doing over my, on my website over the holidays. I know, I know, bundle of fun that I am. <laughs> I might just have a glass of wine and a box of celebrations by my side while I go, delete, delete, delete. I mean, it is Christmas. If you've got more time, you can look at whether the plugins or features you do use are really needed. I recently rebuilt a website that was using 29 plugins. Now, I've seen websites with far more than that. We're down to seven from 29. And there's no change in the functionality. I found many self-built websites in particular are full of plugins that just aren't needed. It can be an easy option to add a plugin if there's something you need to do, but sometimes there's a better solution. Going through plugins to see if there's a better solution can be time-consuming. Ultimately, it is healthier for your website. Okay, on to number four, which is to update dates and other stats on your website. Because the start of a new year is a really good time to think about the dates that are used on a website. First off, update your copyright notice in the footer of your website. Then look at any other dates. Do you talk about the number of years you've been in business or doing what you do? Does that need updating? Are there any other stats on your website? Like the number of people you've helped, the number of projects you've worked on, etc.? Update those too. That was a quick one, wasn't it? <laughs> Number five is to update the tech. If you've got a WordPress website, make sure all your plugins, theme, and WordPress itself are up to date. Now, I take care of that for all clients on my website maintenance plan, which I'm sorry, but it's only available for websites I've built. But it's vitally important for the health of your website. Most websites that get hacked are using plugins, themes, and or a version of WordPress that have not been updated. If you're doing the update yourself, make sure you back up your website first in case of a problem. Then update plugins, followed by your theme, and then WordPress. Do it in that order. Plugins, theme, WordPress. Checking at each step that your website is fine. Don't worry if it's been a while. Updating is highly unlikely to break your website. And if there is a problem, go back to the backup. <laughs> That's why you have it there. And start again. 
checking after each plugin is updated so you can see exactly where the problem is. You can then just miss out updating that plugin and update everything else. Number six is a favourite of mine, and that's to update an old blog post. Ideally, you'd write a new blog post, and certainly please don't let me stop you. But sometimes you just don't have the time. And did you know you can get a huge benefit from updating an old post? Yes, you can update old posts. Give it a new lease of life. I suggest doing this with, with posts which are regularly visited. Check your stats in Google Analytics to find out which they are, certainly for the most impact. So what should you do? Update images, update the text, and repost with a more recent date. Just make sure the URL, that's the website address at the top, is unchanged. And you're done. So much quicker and easier to update a blog post than writing a new one. Okay, second last one. Number seven is to update your prices and packages if they've changed. Check that the offers listed on your website are what you still sell. Is there anything on there that you no longer sell or no longer want to promote? Take it off. At the very least, take it off the menu and any other pages which link to it. You might actually decide to keep the page if you still offer it secretly or might want to offer it in future. Is the pricing of the offers that you do still have still up to date? Or do they need changing? The start of a new year is a good time to revisit your pricing and packages in any event. Similarly, is there anything you offer which has changed? Does the wording on your website reflect that? Maybe you now include extra benefits or features. Don't forget to add those. And finally, if you have the time, Take a look and see if the sales page copy can be approved in any way. Perhaps there are some questions that always get asked because they're not addressed on your sales page. Write about them. Because for every person who asks that question, there'll be somebody else wondering. And writing about it may make them buy. Or are there particular reasons you know why people aren't buying? Is there anything you can write that might help persuade them? Can you add a testimonial or review that addresses that particular objection? And finally, number eight, take a look through your website as a client or potential client would. Is there anything that looks out of date or which is no longer relevant? You could even ask somebody else to take a look through for you. I should add, make sure it's somebody sufficiently independent who look at it objectively, rather than somebody who will just say, it looks great and help your ego, or somebody who might criticise it without really knowing what they're talking about. So that's it. Eight quick and easy ways to refresh your website for 2022. Ways that don't need to take that long. And you can do yourself without needing someone techie to help. Let's quickly run back through them. So you can, number one, update or rearrange images. Number two, add new testimonials. Number three, remove unused plugins, pages, images, etc. Number four, update dates and other stats on your website. Number five, update plugins, theme and WordPress. Number six, update an old blog post. Or of course you can write a new one. Number seven, update par prices or packages if they've changed. 
And finally, number eight, see if anything else is no longer relevant or is out of date. And because these are each standalone tasks, you can do them in bite-sized chunks, so it doesn't need to be a big job. Just choose one or two that are easiest to get going. Then, when you've got another hour spare, <laughs> I know, not something that happens very often, at least to me, choose another couple. Of course, if your website is looking really tired, or your business direction has changed more radically, or you're looking to serve a new client base, then you might want to think about investing in a new website. And you know, we can help with that. Just drop me an email on say hello at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk or send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at at beyondthekt. And that's it for 2021. 2021 has had its ups and downs, but it has been the year this podcast launched. I hope you've been enjoying listening to it and I'd love to hear your feedback anything you'd like me to talk about in 2022. So, see you in 2022. It's going to be a great one, I promise. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me, whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business, or scaling it. And see you next week.